Worried about letting someone else pick out the perfect avocado for your perfect impress them on the third date guacamole? Well, good thing Instacart shoppers are as picky as you are. They find ripe avocados like it's their guac on the line. They are milk expiration date detectives. They bag eggs like the 12 precious pieces of cargo they are. So let Instacart shoppers overthink your groceries so that you can overthink what you'll wear on that third date. Download the Instacart app to get free delivery on your first three orders while supplies last. Minimum $10 per order. Additional terms apply. This is the best of the Joe Show weeknights, 6 to 7. We recap the best of so far in the day that's been played here on 560 The Joe WQAM. I am Dan Day. Won't you give us a follow on Twitter at 560 WQAM and at Dan Day Radio. Going to give you the rundown real quick. 6 to 10 a.m. you can hear The Joe Rose Show. 10 to 1, Dan Lebetard. 1 to 3, Stephen A. Smith. 3 to 6, Hockman and Crowder. Of course, baseball heating up and the Marlins cooling down. Today, they were defeated 7 to 2 by the Mets. The Mets complete a four game sweep of the fish. Ugh. Marlins have lost six in a row. The Mets are hotter than a $2 pistol. The best in baseball, winning 15 of their last 16. One of the highlights, though, for the Marlins during that sweep was a player by the name of Issa Diaz getting his first major league home run and his dad actually being mic'd up doing an interview and going absolutely crazy. It has gone viral. Earlier today, Joe Rose caught up with Issa Diaz. They talked about that home run, putting it on DeGrom, family ticket fun. Also, Diaz's time in New Orleans playing for the Baby Cakes. I know I'm partial because I am from New Orleans, but the Baby Cakes, probably the best sports team name out there oh great also diaz talking about being at the show making things happen in the bigs and his mama's cooking being big league too here it is if you missed it earlier today joe rose zach krantz talking with new marlin isa diaz uh have you have you seen how many times have you seen that highlight by the way or heard it oh my god i've uh it's uh on a constant basis uh, we can't stop watching it Isa, I got to tell you, that was pretty cool. Your mom literally got to say, like, one thing, and bam, you hear you rip that thing 420-something feet. And, dad, by the way, Dad, he, he must be hearing from everybody from Puerto Rico to the Northeast, man, uh, about that. How's he taking everything? Yeah, no, he's uh, he's soaking it all in. Uh, he's actually receiving more phone calls than I am. So, you know, it's always good to see him happy and uh, – I'm glad he was able to to experience that with me. All right. So, by the way, on top of it, you get it off the Cy Young winner in Jacob Degrom. He comes. Were, were you sitting on that uh, 97 mile an hour fastball? Do you figure he's coming in with heat on that one? Yeah, you know, I was really trying to 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 be ready for the fastball because I knew he threw really hard, and uh, you know, early in the count, he was really starting me off slow, uh, lots of off speed. And uh, I had a feeling he was going to just come back with the fastball late, you know, when he was ahead. And I was just trying to put the bear on him, man. And, and uh, you know, I guess I got lucky. No, you didn't get lucky. Nobody hits a ball that far with luck. <laughs> Not when you've been doing a triple A, man. That, you don't have to be like that humble pie thing. Eson, that thing was uh, absolutely ripped. By the way, the other crazy thing. So your dad gets up, you know, now. So now your dad's on TV the rest of the time. So I'm thinking, well, there's the immediate family. And I see your your brother and your sister and, and mom and, and grandmother there. Then your dad goes up in the back, and he's got like 50 other dudes. How many people yeah. were there, man? It was like the whole area came. 
Yeah, yeah. No, so, you know, my family was there, and obviously uh, my dad's friends were there as well. Uh, you know, just a, a bunch of guys that I grew up around when I was a, a young boy, uh, just a, a softball team there that we had back at home my dad used to play on. And I used to always go to the field and then watch them play, and I've been – I've known them since I was very little, so you know it was always it was good to have them there. You know, obviously it's, it's, it's a dream come true, and uh, you know I'm, I know they were very excited. Isan, forget about the family, forget about everything else for one second. How was that moment like for you? You get your first at bat, you're up there, and boom, 422 feet later, look what happened. Oh man, uh, I'm still soaking it in. Uh, you know, I really, uh, really am thankful for this opportunity. Um, you know, I really. Really, still speeches about it. I can't put it into words. It's just something that, uh, you know, I really, uh, I dreamt about it, but I didn't think it was actually going to happen. So, uh, yeah, but I'm thankful. Let me let me ask you the other thing. Do you have to pick? A, I was just thinking. I always think of the finances. Were you able to? Did all the guys give you all their free tickets? Were you able, or did did you? How do you decide? Hey, Dad, Mom, I can get you guys tickets, but I can't get uh, the whole like the other two hundred people there. <laughs> Like, where'd you cut it off? Were you able to get everybody tickets? No, no I was at, uh, I was like close to 12 tickets. Wow. Hmm? So that took care of, that took care of the immediate family. Right, right. Then your dad had to decide which buddies <laughs> he was, right, he right. drank a little beer with in the back there that were his guys, man. Oh, yeah. You would have thought, dad, by the way, he was, man, I just saw a vision, Isan, when, when it happened of your dad. And all that time in travel league and being at practice and hanging out and making the whole family go watch you play somewhere, uh, man, he was jacked up. That dream came true for both of you. Did you feel that way? Oh my God, I uh, I felt that way as soon as I saw him when I ran out for stretch, man. Uh, and I kind of went over. I gave him a big hug and I thanked him for everything, uh, all the sacrifices, all the hard work that we put in, and uh, especially my mother. You know, she's been there through the tough times, uh, through the tough times in school, uh, during travel ball when I was a kid. And, you know, she's been that one person that grinded with me throughout this whole process as well. So I got to thank her too. You, you had to know it was going to happen, though. You were getting called up. You're having a great year in AAA, and it was just a matter of time. The team, of course, hasn't won enough games. So you had to know there was a call-up coming. So it, it, did it completely surprise you or not? It did, actually. You know, really? I was uh, – I was in uh, the mindset of being a, a baby cake the rest of the year, you know, and Ooh. I control what I can control. And, uh, you know, I wanted to be uh, a time where I, was, uh, I wasn't I was expecting it. And uh, thank God, you know, it, it happened, and, and now I'm here. Isan, what's it like, by the way, because I know you're hitting well, like Joe just said, in New Orleans, and you were hitting really well down there. But what's it like knowing, as a young guy, uh, you could get called up, you could, you know, get sent back down almost all the time as, as a minor leaguer. You know, like, what, what's that mentality like? We always talk about the great story about how you get called up and you had a big hit, but but living, you know, the early life in, in the minors, what is that like? Um, It's it's a grind, man. I tell you, it's, a, it's, it's tough, you know, but uh, I think uh, there's certain stages where you go through early in your career that, you know, kind of prepare you for later as far as, like, you know, the triple-A life, um, you know, I think when you're also when you're doing really well, it kind of keeps you to the point where, you know, I'm doing well and, and I know all I got to do is continue to do what I'm doing and, and at some point, you know, I'll, I'll get repaid for it. Um, but I think as long as you keep that mindset and, and not worry about other things that you can't control, then things uh, things will be just fine. 
I always wonder, uh, single A, double A, triple A, independent leagues and everything else, jumping on buses to go to the next game. Uh, some some can handle it, some can't. Some don't do real well with it. Is it an adjustment overall? Uh, it is. Uh, I think it's something you get used to after a while. Um, I think it's uh, something that uh, you know you kind of try and and not really dwell on it too much. You know, especially when you're if you're not doing well. Um, I think the right thing to do is also you know have good people around you that that keep supporting you and motivating you to to continue to grind and and that's really a big factor in this in this game and in this lifestyle. So I think that's uh, something that I've had and uh, something that I uh, I know I'll continue to have in the future with my family. It's going to be nice going from buses to planes, though. It's nice getting that money that he's getting now compared to what well, he's getting Yeah, in a the little bit of league. cash and, and, and no more damn, bus Damn, I haven't right? seen this kind of check. Hot damn right right here now. <laughs> <laughs> Easton, we had Garrett Cooper on our show, uh, and we asked him about, you know, because, you know, obviously when this team got put together, there's a lot of trades made uh, in the offseason. A lot of players were sent down. A lot of prospects were brought in. And he said to us, I remember exactly who I got traded for. I remember who was in the trade. Oh, he knows. Well, I know that, Jeez. but, like, is that something? You obviously know who you, you were in the trade with that, that the Marlins sent out to get you back down here. Uh, but a lot of guys, do they? Do a lot of guys know when they're moved a couple times or not who they're traded for and, like, what guys were in the trade? Um, I mean, I know who I was traded for. You know, <laughs> I, <laughs> the, MV, the MVP, uh, yeah, that guy, yeah, yeah. 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 <laughs> you know, so – I don't have a, a type of, uh, you know, thing where I say, you know, I got to do this, I got to do that. I just kind of just go out and play my game. Um, I don't really put try to put too much pressure on myself. Um, but I know there's a, there's a lot of work to be done, and, and I know we just got to continue to work hard. Hey, uh, real quickly, too, don't think I didn't catch Minervini talking about how good a cook your mom is, too, uh, when he was up <laughs> there interviewing the family. What were you missing the most with, uh, with mama's cooking? Go ahead. Oh my God! I can't even. I gotta put a list together. She's just, she's the best. Uh, she, I think, I think her my favorite dish she makes has to be the lasagna. She makes probably the best lasagna I've ever had, and uh, that. And I want to say uh, her shepherd's pie is amazing. Wow, it's absolutely amazing. Wow, Not easy isn't that dish. crazy? Yeah. You're eating sandwiches and all that stuff, and you're going. Damn, I can't wait to have my mom's cooking, man. Oh, Just, man. Huh? Did she load up? Have you had a chance to go somewhere in New York and go, can my mom cook, please? Have you done that yet or no? <laughs> no, no, not yet. Not yet. Hopefully soon. Maybe down in Miami. So It's, uh, it's a hell of a story. It really is, man. Uh, it was so much fun. It, you, did you know you had a pretty good idea it was going to blow up, right? Like, soon as it happened, I called my producer and I go, hey, we got the big story in the country, man. Craig Minervini's interviewing going right from dad to mom and the son in his first major league game. It was a friggin' movie, Eson. It was made for a movie. So you had to know it was going to blow up in the sports and news, right? Yeah, I, I had a feeling, especially with uh, with dad yelling up a storm. So I knew <laughs> yeah. something was going to happen. Who's done more <laughs> interviews, you or your dad, since then? Who's done more radio and t- television interviews since then? Oh, dad. Yeah, <laughs> no question. Oh God! All right, hey Eson, thank you so much, man. Really appreciate. Congratulations. Let's uh, let's get this thing uh, going again for you, man. And uh, we'll see you as an everyday second baseman next year. Thank you. 
Thanks, guys. Appreciate it. That's just a great story right there. Wish the best to Issa Diaz. You can listen to The Joe Rose Show 6 a.m. to 10 a.m. right here on this radio station Monday through Friday. Doesn't get much easier for the Marlins tomorrow. They're at home, but they're playing another one of the best in the bigs, the Braves. So we'll have to see how that series goes. Speaking of seeing how things go, the Ocho is on today. ESPN, all types of weird programming. Dan Levitar and the guy's going to break it down next here at 560 The Joe WQAM. Radio.com. 560 The Joe WQAM. This is the best of The Joe Show. I am Dan Day, and today is August 7th. So, what does ESPN decide to do on 8719? Put the Ocho on. You think maybe do that tomorrow on 8-8? Doesn't make a lot of sense. But then again, the Ocho doesn't make a lot of sense. You turn on ESPN and you got lightsaber fencing, kids playing Tetris against each other, trains, bowling. Yeah, Dan Lebetard, who you can hear right here, Monday through Friday from 10 a.m. to 1 p.m., breaks down the Ocho. Also, why hate on the kiss so much, but yet still go to the concert and, you know, they just can't stop loving the Browns. That was really weird yesterday, Dan, how all of a sudden you had an odd concern about the limo industry. <laughs> We're all still reeling. I mean. <laughs> Out of nowhere. Well, I'll tell you in a second why that concern made an appearance. What it is that I was planning. But there would be no need for a limo because none of you wanted to go to uh, something that only Mike said yes to. Now, before I get to this in a second... <laughs> I have to explain to Chris, I I feel like there is a giant segment of the audience that we're going to have to explain what KISS is to them, even though they're the most commercial band in the history of bands. They're sellouts of the highest order. They will put their faces on underwear. Uh, They, at a time, a different time in America, when a band can be demonic and Satanistic, they were wildly controversial because they were the knights in Satan's service. And uh, 40 years later, they're still out here doing it. 40 years later, Gene Simmons is still running around, <laughs> licking his base. Uh, his only move is to uh, stick out his tongue. It's all he's got. He's been doing it for 40 years. Uh, they are the laziest songwriters in the history of music. <laughs> laziest. The lead singer, Paul Stanley, has not taken care of his voice in any way. Any one of us could have been singing as well as him last night, and I'm convinced Mike would have sung better because he's just shot. He hasn't done anything with his voice, even as they are the laziest songwriters. They they would be a Spinal Tap funny spoof if they didn't take themselves seriously, which they do because they're terrible. Just terrible. I, I, I mean, it, and it, wonderful. No, well, okay, but it's like a spoof of a cliched rock band, um, and it's magical because they sell out everywhere they go. It's amazing what some face paint and some costumes could do for you. Look, man, this is the Rocky Horror Picture Show. It's got this amazing musical cult across four or five decades. But what I'm here to tell you is. The music is god awful. Like it is a it is a cliche um sort of uh, parody of what a what rock and roll should be. What's this have to do with the limo business? Okay, cuz we were going to take a limo. So me and Mike Ryan, but if you're going to go to a Kiss show, we thought, we thought if you're going to a Kiss show, the only reason to go is you have to dress up. You have to dress up. It's got to be a costume party because 
Um, there's nothing else in their arsenal. They can't sing. They can't play music. They're not any good at anything other than painting their faces, sticking out their tongue, and singing the same four and five words over and over Who again. told you you had to dress up? <laughs> Who well, this you is had to the go? thing. Here's the thing. Here's the thing. Well, first of all, all of you were invited. This was supposed to be a group outing. We were all going to dress up, but uh, we everyone were? bailed. And really? Chris and Stugat said, I'm sorry, hard knocks is tonight. Oh, it was great. <laughs> Wow, episode one. Antonio Brown's kids asked where Ben Roethlisberger oh, was. Oh, it was so good. <laughs> oh, man. <laughs> Gruden still has it, man. He, he still re- has it. He really does. I mean, Gruden prowling on a practice field is something I will watch all day. And next week, they have the Rams coming into town for a little scrimmage. It's McVay and Gruden right. on a practice field together. A hold on a second. Hold on a second. We had someone. We had someone who sat it out, okay? Uh, we had Roy. You had Chris and Stugat say no. Oh, Amin said no, and he doesn't say no to anything. Uh, Amin said no, thank you. Uh, Mike was the only one willing to go and play dress up. Uh, that was a condition. Uh, that was a condition, yes. Uh, but Roy, I said when, when I was inviting everyone here, does Roy Bellamy, I wrote him a text, does Roy Bellamy have an opinion on the band Kiss? And Roy's text and response was, I believe you'll never catch my black ass at one of their concerts. <laughs> there, and there were no After black Shemaine asses at audience. that concert. No, there were only 60-year-old people not dressed like us. So we were a big hit. But we thought everybody was going to be dressed like us. It was just 60- and 70-year-old people sitting there getting nostalgic for what they thought was good rock, and it's not. Who was the ringleader on dressing up? <laughs> That'd be Dan. That's right. Wow. A big upset, right? A big upset. I mean, we mock Mike Ryan for going to a Batman movie and dressing up with his wife. Well, I, I dress up. I yeah, thought we did. were all going to do it. <laughs> now, I did dress up for the Kiss concert, and I did enjoy it. The dressing up part. The concert was whatever. I mean, he really does shout it out loud, and he has for 40 years, and it did a number on the voice. Mike, you looked like a professional wrestler. Your face, because of the way that you had so much makeup on, your face looked uh, a bit Cro-Magnon, a bit steroidy. You didn't look like the same human being. Uh, yeah, my iPhone didn't recognize my face when I did the facial recognition. Did you guys hire a makeup person? That'd be such a Dan move. <laughs> uh, no. Uh we uh, we did not, but uh, Valerie handled all of the makeup for everybody. Oh, all right, so cool. I have the story about how, where we applied the makeup. Whoa! So, oh. <laughs> so, so yeah. Well, this, uh, this you know, as with always with me, you know, things are ill planned. So uh, I, we were trying to f- find a rendezvous point for this concert in Sunrise, which was for I live in Kendall, Dan lives in South Beach. Did Dan buy an apartment in Sunrise? Kinda. He, he, I do like that drive, by the way. He's so bad. When you get to BBT, you still got oh 40 minutes God. to go to my house. It's so bad, that drive. So he rented an apartment, uh, not an apartment, a hotel room, or, or at least he thought he did. He didn't. For whatever reason, it didn't go through. So we had, uh, it, it was a whole thing. We Let showed up in costume at a La Quinta Inn. Yeah. Which was confusing because right next to the La Quinta Inn was another La Quinta Inn. We were at the Inn. wrong La Quinta. <laughs> they were right by. They were the right two La Quintas. Two wow. La Quintas, twenty yards apart. The, just go to the La Quinta, and then we get there. No rooms, and we're walking around, clomping around in giant heels, uh, you know, and wigs. And uh, Dan's. Uh, I don't know if Dan's actually checked into a hotel on his own before, because <laughs> yeah, because he's just like Mike. Check in for me. 
and you have to show ID, and it's under his name. So I'm struggling. They can't find the reservation because it was never processed. I'm doing this with my wife, Cynthia, and in comes Dan, who's already pretty much painted. His face is all white, and he's dressed up like Gene Simmons. I was scaring kids all over the place. There were two, <laughs> there were two women having a casual conversation yes, in the terrified. lobby. Dan bursts the doors open, and he's like, who's ready for kids? <laughs> and these women get up immediately and run away. They run away. They look at each other. They're frightened. Dan frightened the check-in, uh, the, the nice lady at the check-in desk. That was very aggressive. I can't fit in my Gene Simmons. <laughs> yeah. So for whatever reason, the reservation wow. didn't actually take, and uh, they're sold out. Or at least they tell us they're sold out, and we're like, oh, where are we going to apply this makeup? And uh, <laughs> she's thinking all sorts of things about our group, okay? And And then she's like, all I have is one bed. And it's four of us. And we're like, that's fine. We'll so, all take it. So she thinks it's an absolute party. Party. <laughs> wow. Because she doesn't have any reference for what Kiss is. So look at these four people. They just walked in here. Don Lebatard. If Mission Impossible's on your television, you're going to watch it for a few minutes. Like, they're all entertaining. Although I would say the one that was bad was the one where there were faces being peeled off. I thought that oh, was No, that's, no, every, that's, that's every one. one. That's yeah, every that's one. Every one. Yeah. If you yeah. apply that rule... Yeah. Then it's all no, of them. The one where it was, no, no, but the one where the it Philip was, Seymour Hoffman the, one? The one where everybody was pulling the off of there. Are you face. out of your mind? Not a single bad moment in any of those movies. Not one. Stugats. You do not have a good movie if you have a movie in which your face is being peeled off as a plot twist. Did that's, you not like the mask? Did you not, not like the mask? Not, that was when Swing like was coming mask, back. Was did you not moment. like the mask? Do you not like Tex Avery? If you're watching us on television, we need to have a picture-in-picture box added to the screen, screen in which uh, we put up everything that's happening right now on ESPN, the Ocho. This is uh, Jason Bateman was an announcer in the movie Dodgeball with Ben Stiller. Uh, they made a lot of jokes that were memorable about ESPN having many networks that would air bad sporting events like Dodgeball. And now, I don't know what's on the screen, uh, Chris. It seems like a great idea uh, in theory, but when you go and see all the sports, because it's 24 hours of just random sports stuff that's happening, right? The more random, the better. ESPN, the Ocho. Right now, we got the Moxie games going on. Earlier, we had the Headies final, which is ping pong with your head using a large Nerf ball, which is intense because they, they attacked kind of in tennis, the way you charge the net. They attack the net and they jump onto the table like, come on, bring it with their head kind of like. And then we got the, they were doing lightsaber fencing, which I don't think they're real lightsabers. Mike, why are you making faces at every single thing that Chris says? Well, it's just, I'm a, I'm an Ocho snob and the Moxie games bother me. Whereas some of the other programs that will appear on the Ocho really take the best in the world at these particular skills. The Moxie game is more of a made-for-television event. I think Penn Jillette is behind it, and he knows that there's money in this. There's a casset audience, and they just put some of these people with some of these skills, but they not may not be the best in the world at what they're doing. Don't ruin this for me. They got fake names. <laughs> How did you ruin it already? Look, one of the guys playing... Uh, we haven't wrist. even put it. We just put it up on the screen, and you're ruining it already. One Combat guys, juggling? One of the guys doing uh, the Heddies, his name was Heddy Potter. That's not his were real you, name. Were you watching that? They were so skilled that's the most skilled thing i've seen so far i know but what i like is teams or individuals that have spent a lifetime uh, a lifetime training you don't know what Harry potter's fun. done to get here 
You don't. <laughs> you don't know his story, Mike. You I mean, don't know his story. That's right. What do you know? You're sitting here. You're always the critic, okay? Look, oh. it's fun to watch, and it's the, the dodge juggling. and the, One yeah. on five dodge juggling. Are you kidding me? No, Combat it's, it's, juggling. Didn't you say it was combat juggling? Yes, yes. It's, it's a combination of dodgeball with juggling. Two great things. They just they, combined they, them. They are. It's just not the best in the world. I'm a bit of a snob. It's still fun to watch. So fun to watch. I'm just saying it gets better as the day goes on. Chris, how about 1 o'clock, the, uh, the cherry pit spitting championship? The news here is this is the 46th annual one. I mean, <laughs> it's, it's exciting. And, and, huh? and with that program, you can count on the best in the world participating. We have the slippery stairs competition later, chess boxing. I mean, talk about combining two fantastic things. <laughs> so it's just going to be airing picture in picture wherever it is that you're finding us on your devices or on television. Uh, and ESPN The Ocho will be on. Today is ESPN The Ocho Day, so it'll be on everywhere that we go the rest of the day here. It's usually on 8-8. Eight, eight. Right. Curious decision this here. There has to be some sort of television program dictating this because it's the 7th. That doesn't make any sense. <laughs> it's the Ocho, not the Siete. <laughs> what do you make of that? Just uh, today was the slow day? I mean, the branding was 8-8. Eight, eight. When I, when I saw it on an email about a month ago that it'd be on the 7th, I'm like, oh, it must be a Friday. Maybe the 8th is on a Saturday, but it's not. But something big has to be happening on the 8th. What is, is, there, is there a preseason game right. tomorrow That's on our That's what I'm wondering. Let me check it, it out. It would be pretty big. Yeah. yeah. Let me check it out. Hold on. Um, football news is something that we're always interested in, and we've been talking for a while about how the Browns are interesting. Either way they go, whether they're great or whether they implode, it's going to be uh, stakes raised on this franchise that has been a laughing stock. Did you see how Freddie Kitchens, though, players coach, guy who was hired at least in parts to guys because he gets along with Baker Mayfield. You heard Bob Wiley, the big offensive line coach or former offensive line coach that they fired while he was in a hospital bed. He just was reported as saying that the only reason that Freddie Kitchens got that job for which he's not qualified. What are you laughing about, Mike? The bitter Bob Wiley? Bitter Bob Wiley. Being so <laughs> off base. He was in a he was in a hospital bed when they fired him, though. I understand why he'd be angry about that. Yeah, he's very clearly bitter towards Freddie Kitchens. And so Freddie Kitchens isn't here having any of it. Uh, this is the toughest talk we've heard from an NFL coach uh, in the league so far this offseason where he's just saying, if any – do you have that sound, Mike? Do you have the sound of Freddie Kitchens? Basically threatening to fire any of his coaches who betray him. The days of inside information and the days of unnamed sources and stuff like that have ended. So you're not going to get any information like that ever. Anybody. And if I ever see it, they're fired immediately. That's the way we're running this organization. And I can take it. John Dorsey can take it. We won't crack, I promise you. And again, useless. Like, okay, congratulations. The offensive coordinator can't whisper to some uh, reporter uh, that his left tackle uh, needs to suck it up. That was, or he's out of here. Or you're fired. That wasn't the best kitchen sound from yesterday. He was also asked about Baker Mayfield chugging a beer at an Indians game. It was impressive. <laughs> it was very impressive. Can I? No. I don't drink beer anymore. That's a lie. I told you I never would lie to you. That's a lie. Have you ever been in a beer can open? I have not. I'd be worried about my teeth. I uh, I love that any coach who speaks to anybody anonymously, you're fired. Baker, do whatever you want at the game. Drink like crazy. <laughs> Why are they accusing me of being Baker's guy? How dare you, Bob Wiley from the hospital bed, accusing me of being Baker's guy? Did you hear what happened? Any coach who speaks ill of Baker and, uh, quietly, you're fired. 
<laughs> Baker drinks a beer with his teeth from the bottom. Way to go. <laughs> I do it too. I don't drink beer anymore. I'm lying. I drink beer. <laughs> right, that too, right? We it's, know. We I, know, an, an, We know, Chris. An automatic defense of Baker Mayfield once. <laughs> I figured out the Ocho and what's going on with 8-8. Preseason week number one tomorrow. NFL coverage wall-to-wall on ESPN Networks. How about that? Is it going to be coverage of things like Freddie Kitchens there, talking tough, <laughs> doing nothing? And it's not really talking tough because all he's – can you imagine? Look at this. Baker Mayfield's the coolest because he's got that mustache and they won seven games last year, and that represents a huge number of wins. But I want you to imagine at a Cleveland game at any point in the last three years, uh, you know, Johnny Manziel getting there and shotgunning a beer from the bottom of it. Like it's not uh, – it probably wouldn't be celebrated quite the same way. As Baker Mayfield uh, doing it, we'd worry about him, right? I'm not even sure I'm allowed to joke about it. This competitive juggling thing, I didn't really understand what the exact rules were. It appears to be one on five. There's five people juggling, right. and the one guy has a bunch of balls, and he has to try to get throw it at them, and they have to maneuver around the balls, and I think they get eliminated if their juggling is failed. Yeah, but did you see who threw one of the dodgeballs? Hetty Potter. See, he can't be the best at both things. Who needs real sports when you have got the Ocho on? Going to be excited for preseason football tomorrow. The Dolphins, Atlanta, my most hated football team. Once again, I am from New Orleans, so kind of makes sense. They've got the preseason game tomorrow. Pre-game starts at 4.30 right here on this fine station. Speaking of this fine station, we want you to know that you can cool off and hang tin during the Summer Flow Fest and Landshark Viewing Party at Margaritaville Hollywood Beach Resort, August 9th, 4 to 6 p.m. Enter at margaritaville.com for a chance to win a $100 Margaritaville gift card and a flow rider session with a pro. Enjoy ice-cold buckets of Landshark beer for 20 bucks. Woohoo! Log on to wqam.com for more details. Up next, we're getting back into real sports. Somewhat real sports, I guess. Baseball, Jeff Conine. Keep it tuned to 560, the Joe WQAM. Radio.com. 560, the Joe WQAM. It's Dan Day with the best of the Joe show. Weekdays, 1 to 3. Stephen A. Smith can be heard on this radio station, but Stephen A. is on vacation, probably yelling at a waitress somewhere right now. Since he's on vacation, I'm giving him the night off on this show, and I'm going to play back an interview from earlier today with Joe Rose and Mr. Marlin, Jeff Conine. Jeff Conine, very blunt, very cool. They have a tennis challenge between Joe Rose and Jeff Conine that is going down very soon. Also playing poker for the cause they cover, meeting Jolton Joe DiMaggio, and watching Marlins baseball. Does Jeff Conine still watch Marlins baseball? He'll discuss it all with Joe Rose right here, 560 The Joe, WQAM. Good morning, Jeff. How are you, buddy? I'm doing great. How are you? We're doing great. Where the hell have you been, man? What What the heck, besides getting your hip replacement, no more tennis, or are you still trying to play? I'm back. I'm back. I started I playing a few months ago. I'm back playing tennis, ready to kick your butt. <laughs> Jeff, I'm telling there, you that. There he's going. I since, told you, one of the most competitive guys I've ever been around. But you got to explain to him, like, since we knew that Jeff was coming on yesterday afternoon, it's all you've been talking about. Oh, man, I haven't played a guy in tennis in a while. I think he's ducking me. I think he said you were, you were ducking him. Like, Jeff, I, you know. No, 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 no. Yeah. No, no. I'm right here. I'm right here, Joe. Good. Let's set this up. I, I actually am coming out to this one. Uh, yeah. I, I know where he plays out of. I, yep. I can find him. That's not a problem. Hey, a uh, lot of stuff to get to, man. First of all, uh, all the stuff you continue to do with Joe DiMaggio, not just your golf tournament, but the poker tournament, 
uh, staying involved, and it's got to make you feel pretty good. I know Zach talks about a lot over there, uh, the Joe DiMaggio and what you've done around it. It's got to make you feel pretty good, Jeff. Yeah, it's been uh, something we've been involved with for 26 years now. Wow. Not, half my life has been uh, – we got our 26th annual – golf tournament coming up and uh tonight's the eighth annual poker tournament and uh as zach knows it's just a a special place that you know if god forbid your kid does have to have something uh done uh, medically that is the place to do it and it's just a a special organization with special people yeah jeff i spent 236 days there with my son when he was born and spent in the nicu and i know the one thing that was offered to me right in the beginning because of they how long i was probably going to be there with my son was a Conine clubhouse right next to where the hospital is. That's pretty cool. Man. And I thought it was one of the coolest things. Of course, I've heard about it, but I didn't, you know, you never know about the NICU and the hospitals until you actually have to go there and spend some time there. But when I found out about the Conine clubhouse and they offered us a room there, my family there, just in case we had to spend time, we passed because I wanted other people to be able to benefit from it as well. But what you do for Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital and what you do for Conine's clubhouse, I can't thank you enough just for my family, but from all the families out there, it's a great thing what you do. Yeah. No, oh, thanks so much. And, you know, it, it's obviously a, a team effort. We got a lot of uh, folks that, that help with the fundraising during the year. And um, what we're doing tonight with the poker tournament and the golf tournament to provide that place free of charge. So, um, you know, it, it's a place for families can kind of hang out and uh, get away from it all and have a place of quiet uh, time. Um, and it's invaluable. And, and people like yourself and, and others that, have come up to me during the years, uh, whether it be at an airport or uh, at the ballpark or wherever, and, and just say, you know, that they didn't know what they would have done without it, and uh, that makes it all worthwhile. Jeff, were you ever close to uh, Joe D when he used to be around all, all the time? He's a little different kind of guy, but did, were you ever able to get close to him in, in one-on-one chats? Absolutely. Uh, you know, that's one of the things I did uh, my first visit to the hospital. I get to have lunch with Joe DiMaggio and the Dodgers. Dodgers were in town, so Tommy Lasorda was there as well. And wow. um, to be able to chat and uh, talk shop with Joe DiMaggio oh my God. Um, was a, a life experience that I'll never forget. And he actually played my golf tournament the first three years that we had it. So um, it was a, a very special relationship that we had. Yeah, you know, do do you remember the the, the ongoing the, the the greatest living player, and and they used to say that, and I was like, you know, nothing against Joe D. He was a great player, but Willie's out on the West Coast. I don't know if we should get into that one. You had man. that I West was, Coast bias, though. That's yeah. Well, had, yeah. listen, they were both great, great players. Hey, by the way, I, I gotta say this because I haven't seen you, so I'm just letting it all out, man. First of all, uh. You showed a lot. I said it a few days ago. You showed a lot of class that I don't know if I could have done throwing out the first pitch for throwback weekend. Uh, that's, that's pretty good stuff. I didn't know if you'd do it the way it all ended and stuff. Was that a hard decision to do that, Jeff, or or not? Um, it took a little thought, yeah. Um, but, you know, in the end, it's about uh, hanging out with some of my ex-teammates uh, that I love being around and seeing some of the people that are still there at the stadium and some of the people I worked with at Fox, uh, you know, a lot of good people still there. And I, I had a good time. I enjoyed the night. Yeah, I uh, I saw that and I went, man, Jeff Conine, you're a much better man than I am. <laughs> <laughs> that, that was my first thought. Like, I'd have been a complete ass clown about it personally. Like, yeah, I would have been able to uh, to hold that one. That would have been uh, a tough one. So, 
So anyway, uh, all that stuff going on, we just wanted to talk to you. By the way, do you watch Marlin Games at all going through this uh, building development or, or not? Not really. <laughs> I don't watch any <laughs> baseball at all. I my son playing. So. Okay. Hey, that's, that's brutally honest. That's good. I like that's a, that. That's yeah. a Jeff Conine answer right there. Like, right, no, I, I actually don't. I got my own kid to uh, take care of and, uh, and, and get him through the minor leagues and everything else. So, by the way, how, how cool is that? Uh, watching him get drafted second round and, uh, and now going through the same grinds that his dad went through. What, what is that like? It's nerve-wracking as hell. I mean, it's a lot uh, more difficult watching him play than, than me actually going out there and doing it. And you, know, you just know what he's going through on a daily basis. When he struggles, I struggle. And uh, you try to lend as much uh, advice and guidance as you can. But you know, in the end, I'm still dad. And uh, sometimes, yeah, he'd rather hear from someone else. Yeah. What's, what's tougher, watching him right. go through he's that? Good, he's been good about it. He's been oh. good about it. Anytime I ever ask him if he needs anything, or wants to hear anything that I might have to say, he always uh, says, yeah, you got to tell me. You know, the other problem there is he's got coaches, and you're telling them something you see, and it might be a little different. And I went through that in the high school and college stuff like that. I, I really I don't want to hear what you have to say. I was like, okay, let's go <laughs> well, grab never, a bite to eat, man. That's let's go it. grab a nice dinner. Let's right. do that. Right? I, never talk, I, never talk about, I never talk about mechanics or anything like that. I just talk about thought process, and I just right. want to know what he's thinking up there because gotcha. that's usually what – goes uh, goes awry is what's going on in the mind, not really what's going on uh, when you're standing at the plate. The 8th Annual Jeff Conine Celebrity Poker Classic tonight. By the way, the website, ConinePokerClassic.org, to get all that information. $300 donation gets you a poker seat and, a co- and the cocktail reception. $100 donation gets your cocktail reception only. Uh, it's an amazing cause, what Jeff and the guys do there for Joe DiMaggio's Children's Hospital. It is tonight. 26 years. I mean, ridiculous. I didn't even know it was that long, Jeff. It's great to hear that. It's at the Seminole Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, the Hard Rock Live Event Center. Um, awesome event. Really cool. I mean, it's a poker tournament, so that's fun anyway. Great prizes, by the way, as well. But it goes to an amazing cause. Uh, Jeff, I can't thank you enough for that stuff, for what you did. My family went through it, but so many families do. It's good to know that you've been doing it for this long. That's awesome. Yeah. Jeff, thank you, buddy. Really thank appreciate you. it, man. All right, guys. Take thank care you of yourself. Thank you for having me on. Appreciate it. You got it. You take care of yourself. I'm going to be looking for your ass next week. Thank you, Jeff Conine. <laughs> ConinePokerClassic.org. <laughs> I had, I had to call you out man. a little bit and say that you've been, you know, he's been ducking you. Just yeah, I didn't that say going. that, but yeah. that got him going. That'll get him going. I'll be getting a phone call now. I pushed the right buttons. ConinePokerClassic.org is the website. Uh, if you got some time tonight and you want to donate some money to a great cause and have a chance to win some awesome prizes tonight, too, there'll be some uh, celebs there as well tonight. Uh, it'll be a fun time. Sem- uh, Seminole Hard Rock uh, Hotel and Casino in Hollywood, the Hard Rock Live Event Center. Uh, it's a pretty cool thing. And the Conine Clubhouse really is a cool gesture. Oh, I can't believe he's stuff. doing 26 years. I did not know that. Mr. Marlin, not so much love for the Marlins, but still loves the kids, which is good to hear. If you want to find out more how you can help that cause, details are at our website, WQAM, where you can download podcasts, including this show, The Best of the Joe. And while I'm on the interweb topic, go to our Twitter page, at 560WQAM. Give us a follow and follow me. At Dan Day Radio. A couple of big birthdays here in the Miami area. Speaking of the Marlins, Edgar Renteria turns 44. Also 44, Olympic swimmer Gary Hall Jr., who I once met up with and went surfing in Costa Rica with. That's a long story. Cool stuff. Former Dolphin Jeff Bucky, 45 today, and Charlize Theron. Not that she has that much Miami ties, just that she's hot. This show is hot. We're going to be back not tomorrow night because, well... 
There's a Dolphins game. Dolphin Atlanta preseason game. Hate the Falcons. Love the Dolphins. You can hear pregame beginning at 4.30. And, of course, you can always get more of us weeknights 6 to 7 when there's not Dolphins games. The best of the Joe show here at 560 The Joe WQAM. Later, slug. (sighs) Spring is a time of renewal, so why not refresh your home with a little help from Blinds.com? We make getting custom window treatments a minor project with major impact. Choose from premium blinds, shades, and shutters. We even have options for your patio, too. Blinds.com invented a better way to shop for custom window treatments. There's no pushy salespeople in your home or inflated showroom prices. Our design experts can help you find the perfect window treatments on your schedule. We'll even send free samples directly to you. Plus, we can handle the measuring and installation for you. Unlimited window treatments installed for just one low cost. And with Blinds.com, you'll always get transparent pricing. No hidden fees. Our free shipping and 100% satisfaction guarantee can put the spring back into your step. And into your home, too. Shop Blinds.com right now and save up to 45%. Up to 45% off for a limited time at Blinds.com. Blinds.com. Rules and restrictions may apply.